We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is going on Tuesday, December the 20th, 2022? Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in as we get situated here on this Tuesday. I see Tylen Old, John Edwards, C. Youngblood, Gene Lott, Travis Allen, Billy Self, Josh, Alex, Ronnie Pace, Stephanie Lee, <clears throat> Brendan Lex, Justin Langford, Wesley Bowles. What's going on? Travi, appreciate you all tuning in. Also, those. In the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. we got a lot to get into. A packed show here on this Tuesday. And again, we are live taking your questions, your comments, your calls. 843-790-3377. Robbie Davis, what's going on? Jimmy Clark, appreciate you tuning in. Kayshawn. Uh, Tyler Noll says Tree is going to be a Gamecock. Is that the latest news? Is he going to recommit to South Carolina? I, I, I know you guys expect me to be the ones telling you instead of asking you, but um, I have not seen a lot. I guess the crystal ball boys are hard at work this morning, I would assume, uh, in regards to giving out their projections. It is National Signing Day Eve, of course. So, again, I'm sure that's where a lot of the energy is coming from but again guys I do want to hear from you the phone lines are wide open and sort of a wide open show today wherever you guys want this to go today we can take it um again really excited for national signing day tomorrow we got tons of content content bleeding out the eyeballs as always um we'll have full coverage all day long I mean I'm planning on waking up about 6 6 30 or so and getting after it and you know, the NL, uh, NLIs, it's funny, NIL, NLI, National Letter of Intent, NIL, name, image, likeness. So, <laughs> make sure I don't confuse you. But the LOIs will start rolling in. The Letters of Intents will start rolling in early in the morning and go throughout the day. And, of course, guys, it's National Signing Day. So, you already know it'll be uh, a lot of drama, if you will, a lot of drama on the day with, with flips and all the commitments and the signings and all that good stuff. And I'm sure Shane Beamer <clears throat> will speak to the media at, I would assume, 4 or 5 o'clock tomorrow, something like that, in the afternoon. So looking forward to hearing what he has to say. And, um, you know, I would say for the most part, the class is pretty much done. Uh, I, I think there could be a couple of additions. Obviously, this morning, I think the big news coming out, Lenoris Sellers, um, you know, his, his recruitment, he, he's been committed to Syracuse forever. A decent chance, it sounds like, that he will flip to South Carolina, which would be a really, really big pickup. Will Tree recommit? 
Will there be some others? Obviously, I think what will be the gym of the class and Nick Harbor, he will not announce as far as I know until February. So I don't think we're going to hear anything on him. There have been uh, there have been rumors in regards to Nick Harbor being a silent commitment for quite a while. That's actually been a rumor for for quite a while in the rumor mill. But, uh, you know, outside of that, again, National Signing Day, it does bring the drama and looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, really excited for all the content and all the coverage tomorrow. Um, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, so Tree, what is it? Tree is saying something or going live on his, oh, here we go. Okay. Um, got some news for y'all tomorrow. That was, Okay. Y'all get me to 4K, I will drop it at 7 p.m. is what he said. So so 7 p.m. tonight, I guess. Tree is going to drop some news. I, I don't know what that means. If that means he's going to recommit. Um, we shall see. We shall see. Right? We will see. So. Mm, Bruin Nation gets sellers in. In January, and he'll be QB2 by the fall, guarantee. What happened to Tanner Bailey? What happened to Braden Davis? What happened to Luke Doty? Did those people do those people not exist anymore, Brew Nation? Just a question. I'm not I'm not doubting the kid's ability. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate to you. Uh Brian Dean. I think it was Brian Dean. Is Marshawn Lloyd coming back? What would make you think Marshawn Lloyd will return? I I, I think again, as we said before, stand on business. And I think Marshawn Lloyd into the portal, and I don't think he's coming back, my guy. I don't think he's coming back. Um, yeah, so let's see. Tyler Noll asked question about the BBC, BCC Discord. I'm in the chat, but I can't watch the show live in there for whatever reason. Is there a stream to watch? Tyler, uh, are you talking about this show? Because the Daily Crow is not streamed in the Big Cock Club specifically. Um, so in the Big Cock Club, we have that TDC questions tab, which is a tab where I created. The reason I created that was because during the football season especially, the questions flood in. And so if you want your question to stand out, right, and to and to get answered, right, and you want your question, you want to be sure it gets answered, you leave it in that TDC questions tab because I have it pulled up right here. You leave it in that TDC questions tab in the Big Cock Club Discord, and you'll be sure to have an answer. But the actual show itself does not air in there. Um, the show itself does not air in there. Alex Lawson, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, Brennan M., what's going on? Chase Youngblood says, crazy how the emergence of E-Man and DQ made us forget about Keenan Nelson Jr. Yeah, it's crazy. I thought Keenan Nelson Jr. was going to play. Yeah, I don't know. I really thought he was going to play. So, let's see. Okay, so it looks like the crystal ball, Maryland 24-7 board guy has flipped his crystal ball back to us. Okay, so maybe maybe we do. It'd be huge to get Tree back. I mean, it'd be, it'd be massive. I, I I guess from things I've heard, it's sounding like um, his family was pressuring him to go to Maryland or stay home or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I mean, guys, trust me, I don't know why anybody would want to go play football in Maryland over South Carolina. I mean, it has to be a money issue. It has to be. I, I don't – why else? Or that, that or you're just – you're homesick, you know, and I guess when you're recruiting guys from the DMV, there's a chance they could be homesick. They could want to stay around home. You know, that's something I guess we don't really think about as fans. But, you know, these guys are going leaving the nest for the first time. Uh, they're going and living on their own and getting away from the parents. And, and, and you know, there, there's a chance, you know, guys miss home. It just – it happens. So, we've all – most of us probably have been to school and, and left, and that happens. Um, 
Chase McCants, do you think we get the four-star tight end that was committed to Arkansas? <clears throat> I don't know if we get him. I think Trey Knox will be a Gamecock, which will be huge. I mean, the, the, the tight end room, it's crazy. You lose Jaheim Bell and Kenyon and, um, you know, many others. But, no, nah, it's, you know, I think the tight end room is going to be in good hands next year. Um, let's see. Okay, David Kloniger just posted this. Jovan Gwynn said he will, quote, most likely, end quote, declare for the NFL draft after – the Gator Bowl. So, there you go. Another another Gamecocks offensive lineman will be on the move. And uh, looks like player media availability is happening today. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. Marcellus Dials is younger guys stepping up in the absence of Rush and Smith not playing in the Gator Bowl. Has also seen a lot from Omega Blake at wide receiver during bowl. Okay. So who knows, man? It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild. Gonna be a pretty wild, uh pretty wild into the or pretty wild bowl game, say please. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What's you? I'm doing well. What's up? Uh, yeah, no, it's just cold as hell outside. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know if you heard about the – or I don't know if you've seen the video of Spencer uh, saying, like, the least I can do is playing the ball game for Shane. Um, I'm not sure if that means, like, he's not coming back next year or I don't know if you want to set that to the ground or anything to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Hunter, it's just pure speculation at this point. I, I think there's a lot of reasons to point to why he would be best off coming back. I, I think there's reasons that you could even point and say why it'd be, you know, a good idea he he leave and he, he pursue the NFL. I mean, it, it's it's really a <clears throat> it's a decision he's got to make. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I have no idea. I, yeah, I think right. I, I think that like some, he's playing in like the bowl game to improve like, uh, his draft stock. He, he's most certainly playing in the in the bowl game to improve his numbers. And I mean, I think if he came out of the bowl game yeah. through for three four hundred and he heard something he liked, then you know he might go. But you know, to me, it's just it's from what I'm seeing, most sites have him <clears throat> project, projected as an undrafted free agent at best a sixth or seventh rounder. And I, I just, I just don't, it would be shocking to me if he left for that. It really would. Um, when he can come yeah, back yeah. under a Loggins, Loggins is going to give him great perspective in regards to, Hey, I've been in the NFL for a decade. I've seen quarterbacks come and go. I know what it's like to be a rookie quarterback. I know what it's like to try to make a team because he's not going to be one of these top round guys where it's like, you know, you're, you're safe, you're locked in, whatever. You're not going to make great money. He's going to make three times as much with an IL as he would make if he left for the draft right now. So I, I, I just, I, I just don't know why he would uh, – I would... think I lost connection. I'm not sure. I can't hear you at all. Okay. Well, we're going to let Hunter go. Apparently, he lost connection. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a sign. Anyways, <clears throat> appreciate the call, Hunter. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't – you know, whatever decision he makes, hey, I'm going to support Spencer Rattler. I appreciate Spencer Rattler. I'm, I'm grateful for Spencer Rattler for what he did for the Gamecocks. He did what we asked him to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I would have assumed <laughs> – had he Call had the type of season T-Lex. or finished the way he did, he would have left anyways. So we'll see what happens. Lex, what's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to kind of speak on um, that topic of Spencer Rattler. 
um, because I have actually interacted with them. Um, you know, I went to the, the NIL uh, Garnet Trust thing and actually got to speak with them. And I, I, I mean, that's just really how he talks. I mean, he's really down to earth and he's just very calm. He, I think, really just thinks about what his response is going to be before he speaks. And, you know, he's got to kind of watch, you know, he's got every, everyone's looking at him like, you know, all eyes are on him right now and what he's going to do. Um, my personal feeling, really cool guy, really down to earth. I think he's going to come back. Um, I, I, I just, you know, some of the reasons that you mentioned already and um, including, you know, Dow Wobbins, um, you know, why not go ahead and get more experience under your belt and uh, with somebody that's already been at the NFL level and, you know, Coach Connor, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's um, – <laughs> Spencer's just – He's very, uh, he's just very kind of quiet and reserved, but super chill. Um, so I wouldn't look into it any further than that. Um, Matt, go Cox. Lex, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. And yeah, so Lex was actually at the uh, <clears throat> the Garnet Trust event where she got to meet a lot of the players, and Spencer Rattler was one. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, from the outside looking in, from the outside looking in. I, I think there's a lot of reasons that point to why it would be a wise decision for him to come back. But, you know, it's it's just tough. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, he should do this. He should do that. Like, I, I don't know his situation. I don't know everything behind closed doors. You know what I mean? So, um, but, I mean, I, <laughs> it's it's hard for me to picture. Like, when you when he when he sits down and he weighs the options, right, and, and, he, and he weighs – you know, he takes everything into account. It's like, I, I can, I can, you know, even let's say South Carolina beats Notre Dame, he plays well. I can call it. I can take it, you know, take my shot at the next level. I, I can roll the dice, um, you know, and, and maybe be a sixth or seventh round pick and the money be so-so and, you know, and, and try to make a team. Or I can come back to Columbia, be a hero. There's way less pressure at the college level. I mean, e- even though even though we apply a lot of pressure, there's far less pressure because here's the thing. At the NFL, he's not going to be a starter, right? He's not. Not his first year, he's not. At South Carolina, um, at South Carolina, he's the starter. There won't even be a quarterback competition, guys. Let's call it for what it is. Spencer Rattler comes back. He's the quarterback. He deserves to be, right? He is QB1. So you've got that going. I mean, your team, is Juice Wells will be back with you because it's Juice definitely made it sound like, hey, I'm waiting to see what my quarterback does. He literally said that in an interview. Um, so, you know, you'll have your top target back. You should have a pretty solid football team back. You know, you've got the leadership of Adowell Loggins, who's been in the league, which I think can provide a lot of value for you. You're, you're going to make tons of money in NIL. There's, in my opinion, there's just plenty of reasons pointing to why it'd be smart to come back. But again, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not in that room. I, I don't know what's, what's, what his deal is, what his situation is, um, you know. Yeah, Craig Phillips says if Spencer comes back, I think Doty is gone. And, and and that's, you know, and that's um that's the price you pay. You know, that's the price you pay, Craig. It's it's I wouldn't blame Luke Doty. And and maybe that won't be the case, you know. Maybe that won't be the case, Craig. Maybe, maybe Luke Doty's just a gamecock for life, right? Maybe he is. Um some guys, I mean, it's it's you know, i guess if if your top priority is not playing, then 
you know, maybe your your top priority is just being on the team, then then so be it. You know, and I'm I'm not urging. I'm but I, but I do believe I I agree with you, Craig. If if Spencer comes back and Luke Doty wants to play quarterback, he needs to go. Like he he needs he needs to find another place to play. And that's not you know that's not a shot. That's just I mean it, it's I say the same thing, guys, and I, I hate to even bring it up, but I say the same things. That's why I said what I said about Dak Joiner too. It's like if Dak wanted to play quarterback, you know, his best bet would have been going somewhere else. I mean, we we can all agree with that. Um, you know, we can all agree with that. So, but he didn't, and that joiner will forever be known as a hero for it. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Those are decisions those guys have to make, and we'll go from there. Guys, I forgot to mention in the beginning, of course, as always, though, um, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. Use that promo code. <clears throat> T-S-U-S to receive 100% deposit match up to $100 with our friends at Prize Picks. You can play college sports, pro sports. They're all prop plays, of course, guys. Anything and everything in between. Prize Picks has got it. And so many fans and listeners <clears throat> of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. So, again, download the app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code T-S-U-S. U.S. to receive a 100% deposit match out of $100. NC State transfer quarterback Devin Leary to Kentucky. Okay, that's a big pickup for them. I ain't going to lie. That's a big pickup. That is a very big pickup for them. Um, One of the big big dominoes. Um, Let's see. One of the big dominoes in the quarterback transfer portal circuit headed to Kentucky again that's a big one that's a really big one so Tylenol if Luke was the lead he will end up at another power five school somewhere in the ACC or Big Ten in my opinion he's better than the group of five schools everyone says he should go to like a coastal Carolina I, I don't know my friend I don't know Tyler, I don't know, my friend, but you are right. There, there's a lot of people in this fan base that don't think Luke Doty's an SEC quarterback. I, I, I tend to think Luke Doty can be a good quarterback. I, I wish we could see him healthy, but you know, I don't know. Guys, I posed this question this morning, and I, and I'll ask you. You know, again, we're wide open today. We got no special guests. The start this week has been, you know, a little bit slower, which I will say has been kind of nice. You know, after the madness that was the um the OC search and stuff like that. Now I, I love it guys. I love what I do, but the pure chaos that ensued after the end of the season with day after day after day, it was transfer portal this, NIL that, OC search this, just going nonstop. Things have sort of settled in, I think, if you will. Um <clears throat> as we sit here the week of Christmas, December the 20th, we are just <clears throat> five days away. And excuse me, I I I got a frog in my throat today for some reason. As we sit here, though, <clears throat> the week of Christmas, um, things have slowed down just a touch, but, of course, content always, always. It never sleeps. It never stops. But, uh, you know, this show can kind of go wherever you want. Of course, I'm going to save a lot of the recruiting chatter for tomorrow. Uh, that We will break down the class. We'll talk the class on TDC. We're going to have J.C. Sherbert on at 115 to help break everything down. Uh, I'm sure as we're live on TDC, stuff will be happening. So we'll be talking about that. And then on Thursday's podcast, and no pod drops tomorrow. Thursday. Thursday, we'll drop a podcast. Uh, 
breaking down everything from signing day. All of my thoughts on the class, sleeper of the class, best player in the class. We'll really break this thing down and dissect it. Um, but a question I posed this morning was this. With the emergence of transfer portal and NIL, I'm not saying it's, you know, I think maybe the way I phrased it on Twitter was a little aggressive in regards to has it ruined it, but has it taken away, um, has it taken away some of the, 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 the excitement, the excitement of National Signing Day? Like, like has it, has it, has it taken away some of that excitement, right? Because of the portal, because of NIL, because guys can just, can just up and leave. I just, I think that's an interesting thing. Yeah. So Luke Doty says for next year, it's absolutely the plan to return to USC. So, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I think from this point forward, I'm going to stop with the Luke Doty potentially transfer type of, commentary I mean it seems like Luke Doty's happy being a Gamecock which I'm happy Luke Doty being a Gamecock I'm I just would love to see him get on the field in some capacity I don't know how it's going to happen especially if Rattler comes back I mean does he transition back to wide receiver I I I don't know um I don't know if he does that or not but you know whatever It, it is what it is so we'll we'll see if how they use him how they utilize him like I said, guys, it's it's. I think what you have to understand is when people have those combos, it's the same thing with Dak Joyner. It's not like you want them to transfer, but I want to see them play. Like I, I'd love to see them play. So I just, you know, I just wonder what that looks like. But anyways, Luke Doty sounds like he will be back. Um, sounds like he will be back for next season. So which you know things can change, but we will see. We will see. Love to see that. Luke's an awesome dude. I don't know if you guys recall, we actually had Luke Doty on the podcast in the spring. So, we actually had Luke Doty on the podcast in the spring. So, great to hear. Luke Doty will return. And, again, we will see – we will see how he is utilized moving forward. But, again – I ask you guys, has NIL transfer portal, has it has it somewhat put a damper on National Signing Day? Um, because, you know, I, I just think that folks going into signing day now where it's like it's, it's awesome to get guys signed, it's awesome to get them committed, but uh, it's, it's, there's an uneasiness, right? There's kind of a sick feeling in the stomach of, damn, like they might, they might only be here a year. You know, they could be here a year and hit the portal, right? So, but – I don't know. I, I still think obviously signing day is great. It's it's recruiting's the lifeblood of college football. Um, you know, you have to do it and you have to do it at a high level. You have to recruit at a high level, but uh I don't know. For some people, you know, I, I guess you just you just try to see the good in it all. You try to see the good in it all. Uh it's things have changed, but I don't think recruiting or national signing day is ruined necessarily. So we got somebody saying you should have to you should go back to um go back to sitting out a year when you okay you sit out a year when you transfer i i doubt that'll ever happen thomas walker do you think beamer knows if rattler is returning at this moment 
I think that Beamer is he probably knows better than we do. I mean, I'm, I'm I know they've they've had that conversation. Um, I know that they've had that conversation. Uh, so I, I'm sure Beamer is much more in tune with it than we are for sure. Um, but you know, I, I, again, I just think that's a decision that that Rattler's got to make, and who knows, maybe Rattler. Rattler hasn't made the decision at all, you know, for himself. James Kendall says, NIL transfer portal the way it is now has put a damper on college football for me in general. And there's some people that feel that way. It makes it less likable for sure. Um, Gavin, are you looking to have any current players on the show after the new year? I'll be honest with you, Gavin, probably not. Probably not. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone. I'll explain why in a second. Jaden. Jaden, what's up, man? How are you? So, hey, Chris. How you doing? What's up? So, I'm guessing you've heard of the Lenore Sellers possible flip. And my question was, I'm wondering between hopefully Rattler coming back next year, we have guys like Bailey and uh, David sitting on the bench that are young guys and with, like, Reno coming into 2024. Why we're still – I feel like we're good on quarterback for the future, maybe the next four, three, maybe even five years. So, I don't see why really we're – other positions where we're weaker, we're still yeah. targeting quarterback. I'll get up the line. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the question. I think that's a, I think that's a, uh, I think it's a good question. I think it's a very good question. Why would you take Lenoris Sellers? And this isn't meant as a bad. It's just a question, right? The caller asks, "Hey, are we not good on quarterbacks? Right? We've got Tanner Bailey, we got Braden Davis, we got Dante Reno, we got Luke Doty, we got Spencer Rattler probably coming back. I, I, I think the answer to it." I think there's a couple reasons. Number one, you just always, if you've got a four-star quarterback in state, you want to keep him home. I, I think a lot of it comes back to that. The last thing you want to see is him leave the state and go elsewhere. So, I think that's number one. I think number two, also, I, I just, I don't think you can have enough good quarterbacks. Like, until you find the established guy, right? Like, iron sharpens iron. Like, the best possible scenario is to have competition have elite level competition so you can't really have too many good quarterbacks I mean trust me I understand where you're coming from because I thought of it as well when you're talking about sellers that how quickly folks forget about a Braden Davis or a Tanner Bailey who are waiting their turn right or a Dante Reno who's coming in so but competition's a beautiful thing and if sellers decides he wants to flip and commit he knows what he's getting into I mean he, he knows how crowded the quarterback room is right he understands it. He understands it. So, um, I, I just think, again, you can never have too many good quarterbacks. And until you find the one guy, you keep taking them. You keep taking them. And we, we don't know, right? We don't know what the coaching staff <clears throat> thinks of Braden Davis, Tanner Bailey, all these other guys on the roster. So, um, you know, if you are if you look at a guy like Lenoris Sellers and you say, hey, he's either better than all these guys or he's he's – he has something they don't, you know, competition, competition, you know, it, it competition's a beautiful thing. And with the transfer portal, guys can always just hit the portal. If they don't like competition or they don't like where they sit on the depth chart or um, <clears throat> anything in between. So I think you just continue to bring in those good players, you know what I mean? And especially at that position, I just don't think you can have too many good quarterbacks. Um but I'll be honest with you, does over-recruiting happen in college athletics? Yeah, happens in every sport. They, yeah, coaches over-recruit all the time. Yeah. So, do we need four quarterbacks? Probably not. 
<laughs> we probably don't. We probably don't. But uh, that's where you're gonna, probably going to be. So it is what it is, and you know we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, I just I, I think a lot of it. I, I think a lot of it comes back to <clears throat> Lenora Sellers in state, and I and I think there's a lot of pressure to keep those in-state guys home, especially when they're a four-star quarterback. I, I, I just, you know, if 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 fans were honest and you asked them, you know, who, who would you rather have, you know, a, a Lenora Sellers who's in-state or a Tanner Bailey from the state of Alabama? Like, I, I, they're going to take Sellers every time because he's in-state. They're in-state. So, um, we'll see. That'd be a big pickup, though. You know what I mean? Any, anytime you pick up a four-star quarterback, it's a big deal. Um So, anyways, that's that's why I think you would want him. We'll put it that way. So, uh, collegiate baseball newspaper guys talking some yardcocks. They dropped their fabulous fifty preseason poll with the top fifty preseason poll. Gamecocks coming in at number forty-seven. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I long gone are the days where South Carolina was preseason ranked in the top fifteen, top ten. Do I miss those days? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it irritates me. It irritates me seeing that. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's very simple. Put up or shut up. Kingston, you either get the Supers or you're gone. Type of type of mentality this year. I, I really do. Um, there's no excuse. It's unacceptable. I mean, I, I could see South Carolina being a resurgent team this year that exceeds expectations. You know, preseason polls, <clears throat> they don't mean a whole lot. But uh, 47 in the preseason just ain't good enough. It, it's not. It's not good enough for kind of baseball. I, I don't have to tell you guys that. I don't have to tell you guys that. It's 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 wild to think where we are. Anyways, anyways. 843-790-3377, guys. That's 843-790-3377. Mm. Let's see. Joey 80, I watched Sellers firsthand this year when they played my high school, and he was a one-man show, basically. I mean, I've heard great things. I've heard great things. Yeah, I've heard great things about the kid. And, again, you you definitely want to keep him home if you can. You absolutely want to keep him home. So, iron sharpens iron. The more good competition, the more great competition, the merrier. Uh, Robbie Davis, text him. Robbie Davis says, what's up, Chris? It's Robbie Davis. You will definitely get my Zaxby's versus Chick-fil-A rebuttal tomorrow. Go Gamecocks. Zaxby's is better. Looking forward to it, Robbie. <clears throat> oh, anyways, Gavin asks, are you looking to have any current players on the show after the new year? Honestly, Gavin, probably not. Um, and the reason I say that is because the only way that'd probably really happen is through like an NIL deal. And I, I, I'll just be totally honest with you, Gavin. This is business, right? So when you're talking about paying someone for a service and, and uh, you know, I, I, I had Parker, I paid for one interview my entire life and it was Parker White. Um, with the Luke Doty thing, we did a deal with, what was it, Hidden Whatever Music Festival and they, they facilitated whatever and uh, we were able to get Luke Doty on the show, which was super dope, by the way. It's awesome. Like, I'd, I'd be open to, I would love to have, um, you know, a current player on, right, if it made business sense. I, I actually think doing something a little bit different than a podcast. You know, I, I've thought about doing, like, a vlog with uh, Kai Kroger, 
is a TSUS athlete. I've, I've thought about that would be really cool. I haven't even reached out to Kai about that, but I've had that idea. Like, I think there's certain things we could do in regards to content. Of course, we're already doing merch. But uh, since he's gone, since he's gone, I'll just tell you this. Uh, Jaheim Bell was a player that I tried to get on the show before the season started, right? And again, he's gone. I, I don't think this is a big deal to say. But uh, I, I try to get Jaheim Bell on, and he's he's not the only one that, that does this or would do this. or You know, in, in the world of NIL, you know, players want to be paid for interviews. And, and, right, like, the way that I built my business, a lot of you recall, the way that I built it early on is I saw an opportunity to bring on past players because, number one, these players – number one, I'm just a huge fan, and, and I wanted to talk to some of the guys I watched on TV growing up. Um, but also I saw an opportunity to where, okay, I'm a small entity – Nobody knows who I am, but everybody knows who Steven Garcia is, right? Everybody knows who Connor Shaw is. Everybody knows who Michael Roth is. So if I get them on, right, and that's going to attract more people to listen to the podcast, and it's going to strengthen the brand, if you will. And so I've had a ton of guests on the show, ton, from the ones I just mentioned. I mean, you think of Pat DeMarco, Ace Sanders, DJ Swearinger, uh, God, Phil Petty, late, great Phil Petty, rest in peace. Um, you know, John Strickland, my good friend, Ryan Brewer, uh, Eric Norwood, you know, freaking Michael Skarnecki. I mean, the list just goes on and on, right? Bobby Haney, uh, <clears throat> Phil Disher, Alex English, right? And again, that's just, I'm just literally scratching the surface. I did those interviews a lot, right? And those were awesome. And, and I still love to do those interviews, although it's something that I have not done in a while because, um, you know, it, it is just, it, it's something that, you know, the reaching out, setting up the interviews, it's a lot. And with us doing TDC every single day and having guests on on a daily basis, it's something that kind of went on the back burner. But a guy like Jaheim Bell, I tried to get him on the podcast for 15 minutes, for 15 minutes, $500. He wanted $500 for 15 minutes of his time. And it's like I told you guys, I'm not into making bad business deals, and that's a bad business deal. That's a horrifically bad business deal. So, you know, because what was so great and what is so great about these legends, legends coming on, right? They, you know, I've had Savelle Newton on. They speak their truth. They're honest. They're genuine. They're authentic, right? They don't have... Steve Fink or whoever, you know, is above them telling them, hey, don't say this, don't say that. You know, they're not walking on eggshells. I mean, what would Jaheim Bell have said to me that would have been worth $500? Well, we're going to go get them and play them one at a time. And, you know, we're really excited this year, man. We think we got a good team. Like, what would he have said? You know? What would he have said? So, you know, versus a Savelle Newton or a Steven Garcia or a Michael Roth who tell their story like really tell their story and 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 give you the behind the scenes and like these really cool details that you didn't know about your favorite players, right? And so I'm not saying that everybody charges that rate of 500 for 15 minutes, but my point being, and to your question, are you going to have current players on? I I love NIL and I respect NIL and, and I and I'm all about guys getting their bag, but again, I got a business to run. And me paying for an interview, it's, it's literally not worth the money. Guys, it's just not worth the money. Like, it's, it's not. It's not. You know, I, I've built the business and the brand to the point where, like, I don't have to be reliant on getting a current, even a past player on my show, right? 
I, I don't have to be reliant of that. You know, and so I'm not going to make a bad business deal just to have a, a player on for 15, 20 minutes. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So again, we got a business to run on this side, <clears throat> and you don't you don't stay in business very long um making deals of that nature. So, anyways, I, I respect it. Hey, go get the bag, go chase the paper. But uh just in case you guys were wondering, you know, what like why a guy like a Jaheim Bell or maybe some others did not come on the show. Well, that's why. That's <laughs> that's why. So uh it's not because I didn't want him, you know, it's not because I didn't want him, but uh yeah, I mean, any, anytime, guys, you're dealing with with current player, current staff, stuff like that. I mean, you know, South Carolina football's made it very clear, um, at least to a degree. Because I, I was going to say, you know, I, I'm I'm very tight with some of the coaches on staff and some of the people in that building, but uh, you know, it, it's weird. It's like a split thing. It's it's like a divide, right? Because I think there's a lot of folks. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people involved with Gamecock football that see the value in what TSUS is and what TSUS does and the value that we provide and that we push. And I think there's another faction of Gamecock football that just hates my guts and they take everything personally. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's been shown by Justin King's tweet. That's been shown by, you know, South Carolina's just flat-out unwillingness to allow me to get 10 to 15 minutes with Shane Beamer. I mean, Shane Beamer literally – when Shane Beamer was hired, God, he, guys, he went on every single podcast. I mean, he was going on shows on YouTube accounts with 100 subscribers that I literally never heard of before. Like, this man was talking to everybody. And, you know, I was told by, by Steve Fink that, that uh, you know, it's, we're, we're limiting his, his – his interviews to credentialed media only. And which is funny because I'm, I'm really good friends with Jake Crane who Jake Crane had him on. And I talked to Jake and I was like, do you have credentials with Carolina or credentials at all? And he's like, no, they didn't even ask me that. So it has nothing to do with it, which is fine. Again, I, I know where I'm at. I love the position that I'm in. <clears throat> I love the, the position that I'm in. And uh, I, I firmly planted myself in a spot where I want to be, I've constructed and created my brand into it to a, in, in a, in a way in which again, I, I, I very well know that uh, I ruffle the feathers, no pun intended, that there's going to be some people who disagree, dislike, they have distaste for what I do. And then again, there's going to be some people that they see the value in it. They show love, they support. And uh, you know, and I know Shane Beamer is one of those people. I know there's other coaches on staff that are those people, but that's why it's just kind of a sticky thing when you're talking about getting current players, coaches, staff on, right? I mean, it's it's just you know, it's it's not something that uh, you know, I, it, it, I'm I'm not going to be that lane or that avenue. You know, that's for the Big Spur to do. That's for Gamecock Central to do. That's for Go Gamecock to do. <clears throat> that's not really. <clears throat> that's not really for. TSUS to do. You know, I, I think I look at myself, I'm more so at this point serve as an, I, I, I look at myself, I, I serve as an independent outlet. You know, I, I'm not a, I, like I am a Gamecocks entity because we talk Gamecocks, but I'm not, I don't represent the University of South Carolina. I'm not tied in with the University of South Carolina. I speak my truth. I give my opinion. South Carolina just happens to be the subject matter. And I, and I don't say that in a sense like I'm not a fan. Of course I am. I bleed the garnet and black, but that's the way we attack this thing. And that's the way we approach this thing. And I will never apologize for it. That. That's why I love bringing on national guys so much. That's why I love bringing on guys who have differing perspectives and differing opinions. And I, and I like to hear, right, what they have to say, right? 
I'm really not here trying to push the South kind of Gamecock agenda. I, I'm not trying to really push any agenda. My loyalty is to the truth. My loyalty is to the facts. My loyalty is to the content. My loyalty is to providing the best possible content on a day-in, day-out basis, right? So, anyways, that's sort of a, a rant, if you will. But, um, you know, like I said, on a day like today where – you know, a little bit slower. We can, the show can go wherever we like it. So, Carter Bingham asked, what are your top three Christmas movies of all time? Carter, I will get into that much more. We're going to jump into our first break of the day, though. On the other side, we'll talk all that much more and take your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. While we were away, Shane Beamer, the man who never stops, right? Never stops. Just tweeted a welcome home. Who is it? I do not know, but uh, the welcome home alert has been sounded. So, another, another pickup for Shane Beamer and company. We will await and just see who it is, but... Uh, yeah, I would expect a lot of that with signing day tomorrow. You know, again, Shane Beamer putting the final, the finishing touches, if you will, on this 2023 class. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Very, very excited. And, uh, you know, we talked blue chip ratio yesterday, and we'll talk even more recruiting tomorrow and rest of today, really. But, uh, yeah, big time. Very, very big time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beamer in the kitchen right now. Beamer in the kitchen. I wonder who it is. Brandon Wagner, I really don't get Marshawn's latest post. Transitioning from fitting in to standing out. You were the lead back of an SEC school that sold out an 80,000 person stadium. How are you not standing out? Yeah, Brandon, I'll, I'll say this. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about, you know, the Marshawn thing. I mean, I, I gave my thoughts on it. You know, I mean, it is what it is. He's gone. Jaheim Bell's gone. I, I agree with you. The post was, the caption was, I don't know. It was a little, it, it's, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a little, it was a little interesting, but I don't know, man. I, you know, I, 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 I will say this. I, I feel like, uh, Gamecock fans showed nothing but love and support to Marshawn Lloyd. And I hope he, I, I, you know, I doubt he had any like malicious intent behind that or anything. Um, but, you know, you, you really hope, you really hope he's a guy that, that recognizes, that recognizes, you know, how this fan base felt about him because there, there were, there were so many. I mean, this, this fan base had his back, right? This fan base, without a doubt, had his back. And, and I will say this. Gamecock Nation is a fan base that if you come to South Carolina, we're going to have your back. We're going to have your back, man. You are one of us, right? You are one of us. So, um, you know, we, we show nothing but love, but support. You know, folks give money, buy the jerseys. All that good stuff. Um, anyways, let's see. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. Some guys, it's eight four three seven nine zero 
3377. I, I will say this. The Daily Crow is, is reaching the masses, I, I, I will say, and I appreciate you all. Uh, we got new people tuned in on the time, new people calling in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, the amount of questions I get from people are like, oh, wait, this isn't the podcast? They're like, they don't realize that the podcast is a separate thing. And I've told you guys many times why I do that, because I like to use the podcast as, as an area where I've got certain bullet points and I'm able to kind of ramble. This is for you guys, right? TDC is for you guys and the comments and our interaction. And, you know, I, I describe to people, um, you know, I describe to people our content as open-ended banter, but... Uh, but I will say this, guys, back to, the, back to the point of NIL and the way that we can use our platform and, and open-ended conversations and being able to shed light on stories of some of your favorite Gamecock athletes. I, I will say this to be fair, right? I only gave you one side of the conversation, which is, um, you know, the Jaheim Bell conversation and some of the ridiculous numbers and all that. We are working with and will be working with um, some different folks in regards to Number one, supporting Gamecock athletes. And number two, having a mutually beneficial partnership where we allow them to come on or they are able to come on, you know, share their story. We're able to help them as well. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just referencing a, a conversation, some recent conversations we've had actually within the last like two minutes or so. So uh, just wanted to let y'all know. Just wanted to let y'all know that will be happening. And uh, you know who you are. You're watching. I will reach out to you after the show is over today. But I, I didn't want to make it sound like I'm not open to that. I, I'm very much so open, but uh, yeah. Anyways, let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from Zay Cox. Okay. I don't know if that was a troll call or that was just a little kid that didn't know how to work a, a cell phone. Either way, call back in if you like, my guy. Call back in. We'd love to hear from you. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So anyways, I, I appreciate my guy reaching out. Um, and I'll be honest with you, my guy, I have not tried to duck you. I've just been so busy up in my freaking uh, up, up, up in arms with these towels and getting all these Christmas orders. The Christmas rush has been for real. Again, it's been a blessing, but that's that's been the thing I've had to put as the priority number one is just getting make, making sure merch is getting taken care of and getting all that out. So anyways, guys, stay tuned. Turn of the year. Uh, there, there is a decent shot. We could have some guys on. I think it'd be really cool. And obviously that helps out the brand, the business and you know, for us to be able to help out Gamecock athletes would, uh, you know, would be a blessing. Truly a great opportunity. So, um, Carbine plays message to the haters. Nah, just say, go Cox. That's it. Go Cox. I don't really have a message, my guy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I see some people, and I and I and I, I've talked about this before. You know, I, I see people on social media go back and forth and get into spats. And Twitter is certainly a a it is a cultivator of madness, and it is a cultivator of 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 spats, if you will. Um, you know, of, of back and forths, whatever. You know, early on, early on, in, in in doing this in my career, if you will, I was I was fueled by by ego and I was fueled by spite and jealousy and envy and this chip on my shoulder mentality, right? Because you just need fuel in life. As long as you're fueled, you can do anything, right? There are people that have reached great successes and great heights being fueled by all the negative emotions that I just mentioned. It's possible because you just need fuel. You, you, you just need fuel. You just need something 
that's going to kick your ass and get you out of bed every single day and get you, you know, fight scratching and clawing closer to your goal. That's all you need is fuel. So I've been fueled by those negative emotions I talked about, but I, I, I'm, I'm now fueled and I've grown a ton <clears throat> over the years. You know, as we, we close in on 2023, right? As we, as we approach a new year, I mean, this year, 2022 has been some of my greatest growth as a human being has occurred, truly. And, uh, you know, I would say now I'm very confident in saying, and I continue to work on, work on this on a day-in, day-out basis, um, I am at a place where I'm starving the ego and I'm fueled by positive things, right? Like perspective, gratitude, joy, fulfillment, love, and I've been fueled by both, and both will ascend you and get you to where you want to go. But I can tell you when you're fueled by those positive emotions, the journey is so much more fulfilling. It, it really is. Let's jump back to the phone lines, guys. Zay Cochran. I don't know if this kid is, like, trolling or if he's trying to get on and doesn't understand that you have to hold and you have to wait. But, my guy, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out, my guy. Figure it out. <clears throat> figure it out. So, uh, anyways. Let's see. John Edward says, Shane Beamer just tweeted. What did he just tweet, my guy? Did I miss something? I saw the welcome home tweet. What else did he say? Okay, so I'm just seeing the welcome home tweets. I guess maybe that's what you're referring to. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe, maybe that's sellers. Maybe that's sellers. Who knows? Maybe that is sellers. You never know. Let's see. <clears throat> Anyways, guys. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Wow. Billionaire mortgage lender, Matt Ishbia, purchasing the Phoenix Suns. $4 billion. <clears throat> $4 billion for the Phoenix Suns. Travi, yes, tailgate is open to all, my friend. Please, the more the merrier. Come on out. We'd love to have you, Travi. Absolutely. We'd absolutely love to have you. Bruin Nation says, Chris, the last 10 minutes yesterday was some of your best work. Well, that, dude, that was all Rebecca. I didn't do anything, my guy. Rebecca is her own star, my dude. She don't need my help. Rebecca, Rebecca does it all on her own. So, <clears throat> Craig Phillips says, we need some Beamer Ball golf balls or some other golf merchandise. Yes, Craig, I agree with you 110%, my guy. We need more golf merch. I will get on that. Um, you know, especially because I'm, I'm getting myself, I'm, I'm getting back into golf big time. This spring, um, you guys probably saw the custom golf balls I got. And, you know, with our, <clears throat> excuse me, with our partnership with, uh, with Carolina Cigars and going down there to Hilton Head 
and hanging out with them. Um, we're going to be playing some golf down there on the beach, down there on the coast. And uh, I'm definitely going to be playing more golf. So we're, we're, we're going to add more golf merch. You know, it's funny because I don't have a lot of a lot of golf polos on the store because I'm, I'm just really not. I mean, you, you've noticed, right? You see what I wear. I'm not a, I'm not much of a golf polo guy, right? But that needs to change because I need some golf stuff myself. I need some golf stuff myself. So I will get that added to the store. I will also say this. I, I, I don't love the variance that uh, our vendor provides in regards to, to golf polos. I don't know. They may have added a newer one, but the, the polos they were providing, I wasn't a huge fan of. But uh, anyways, I, I will do my – I'll make some magic. How about that? I'll go behind the scenes, make some magic, and we will have a full golf line dropping. Because that's what we need. We need a full golf line for sure. Anyways, guys, in case you missed it, Shane Beamer tweeting out another welcome home. Man has been fully at work. Somebody tweeted not to read into it too much, but it's a quarterback gif. So, that is a good point. That is a very good point. Maybe it's maybe it's Sellers. Maybe it's Sellers. Maybe it's a tweet for Sellers. B. Hughes, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in, my friend. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <clears throat> John Edwards is the only golf I've played is mini golf. I love golf, John Edwards. I actually played competitive golf until I was 16. Not many folks know that. Yeah, played competitive golf. I was a baseball player and golfer growing up. My dad played college golf at USC Aiken. So <clears throat> I uh, my grandfather also got me into it, right? We would we would Saturdays, I'll never just forget Saturdays in the garage. Just we had the mat there in the garage and I'd be working on the golf swing. And um I'll never forget the the book I read. Which uh, let me see, which book was it? Yeah, Leslie King. Leslie King's free arm swing. That was the uh, that was the book. Yep. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but blast from the pet dude. He used to have that book. It was this old. I, I wonder what happened to it. I'd I'd love to find it. But uh, anyways, hold on to this. Wow. How about this? The Masters just announced. Yeah, this is today. Wow. Those who... I mean, I don't know if y'all give a damn about golf, but players who have joined Live Golf will not be barred from competing in next year's Masters. Okay. So they will get to play. They will get to play. All right. Good deal. Anyways, Gavin, did golfing mess with your baseball swing? When I picked up golf, I went lefty, so it didn't mess with my swing right-handed. It did. <clears throat> it did initially when I was younger. When I was younger, it did. Yeah, like I'd get my baseball swing down, and I'd go play golf, and everything was over the top. Then I'd get my golf swing down, I'd go play baseball, and everything was, was dipping, right? But I think as you get older, you're kind of able to, to separate the two. The two feels, because, like, one is gripped like this. The other is, you know, you got your golf grip. 
<clears throat> so you're able to, um, yeah, you're, you're able to separate the two. But when you're younger, yes, yes, it definitely messed with it. Um, it was one of those things that, like, I love golf. I love golf. I really do. I love golf. I had a passion for baseball, right? Like, I really what it was is this, guys, because to be great at anything, right? Everybody loves being great at something. Everybody loves the end result. Everybody loves, like, you know, hitting a home run. Everybody loves hitting a drive down the middle. Everybody loves scoring a touchdown. Every Everybody loves closing a deal on a sale. Everybody loves closing a house. Everybody loves the end result. Everybody loves the success. It's easy to love the success, but do you love the process? What do you love the process of doing? That's what your calling is. You know what I mean? And so for me, I loved golf, and I still do, but I loved going to the baseball field and putting the grind in, hitting the gym, hitting the field, hitting everything in between, watching the game, studying the game. I loved that and was was passionate about that more so than going to the driving range, right? I, I, I was passionate about that more so than going to hitting putts and working on short game and, and doing that on a day-in, day-out basis. So, yeah, no, I, I love golf. I, I'm, I'm really glad I played college baseball because baseball is a thing where it comes and it goes and, and, and you know, you're done with it. Um, golf is something you can play forever. So, yeah, I, I love it for sure. But uh, I told you the conversation today would just <laughs> get all over the place. We're talking about my golf game. Um, I would love to at some point throw like a TSUS golf tournament. I think that would be absolutely incredible. Um we will do that at some point. Let me say that. We will do that. I don't know exactly where we will do it, but we will do it at some point. Lex says, now you're getting old, need to golf and have a cigar. Am I, I don't feel like I'm old, Lex. Although my birthday is, is in five days. It's in five days, yeah. Crazy. But I feel great. I'm probably, I would probably say I'm in the best shape of my life. Even better shape than when I played baseball. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great, Lex. Feeling great. So. Uh, Craig Phillips, let me know. I work part-time at a country club and get you on for 11 bucks. Craig, that needs to happen immediately, my guy. That, that, Craig, that needs to happen yesterday. Truly. We will, we will talk. We will talk in the BCC. Um, let's see. Craig, Tiger's already said he doesn't, he's, he doesn't want to use a cart. He doesn't believe in that. And I respect the hell out of that. He said, part of golf is the walking. That's part of golf. Part of golf. This'll how about this? This this'll uh this this'll hit some of you, right? This'll this will be cool for some folks because it's cool because we got people that watch the show from all over the state. Me and my grandfather, we used to go play and we go practice in one of my favorite courses, Persimmon Hill Golf Club in Saluda, South Carolina. That's where we used to go play. What a track, man. What a track. And I know I think it was closed down for a while, and I I think they're still in business. That's a bro, Persimmon Hill's a gym. I mean, it really is. Persimmon Hill is a gym. It was a course I, I mean, I loved playing it, dude. We, we would play all the time. We would play all the time. And I, I, I absolutely loved it. I would love to go back and play. Uh, somebody asked, what's your favorite upstate course? You know, Brendan, I, I have not stepped out and played enough to, to have a favorite. I, I haven't, I haven't, I have not stepped. I, I, I actually don't think I've, I've actually played a round of golf in the upstate yet. I have not played a round of golf yet. Um, I've gone to the driving range. That's it. 
I have not played a round of golf in the upstate. So Alex McGrath, he and I have got to get that fixed. We got we got to we've we got to get that taken care of. So, but yeah, Persimmon Hill, yeah, old uh, old Saluda. <laughs> There's not a whole lot in Saluda, man. Not a whole lot in Saluda. So if you live in Saluda, shout out to you, Rebecca. What's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate it. Again, guys, I, I do want to reference back to the conversation I had regarding the getting Gamecock athletes on the show. Um, I know I was harsh and critical of it. And I will not make bad business deals, but I do think we are in a position right now, and I'm going to follow up with you. You know who you are if you're still watching. Uh, I am excited to have the opportunity to to work with some current Gamecock student-athletes possibly even before and after the bowl game and make something work out that makes sense, put some money in these athletes' pockets while also getting them on the show and having that value. I think you guys would appreciate hearing from them and just their thoughts on the season and the bowl game. So we're going to make that happen. We're going to make that happen. I did not want to make it sound like earlier that Big Bad Chris is not – no, I, I, I just – from my vantage point, from the conversations I've had with people, and I think what's, what's going to work out well with this is we kind of have a facilitator in the middle that's able to facilitate the deal, and it's not just such a – kind of a raw, unstructured, because that's that's one of my biggest turnoffs with NIL. I, I, and I think that's what turns a lot of people off, is that it's, you know, NIL, one of the biggest turnoffs is it feels like it's just blindly giving money, right? It's just blindly giving money to, and I'm not trying to, like, slam the collectives. I'm certainly not. I think the collectives are serving as that middleman, right? They're, they're giving fans the opportunity to give back and to support their favorite players. But even the collectives, and this goes beyond South Carolina, a lot of the collectives, you really still kind of don't know where the money's going. Like, you, you don't have a clear-cut indicator of where that money is going. And so, it's uh, – and there's no – there's no, like – there's no contracts. Like, you know, for a lot of these things, there's no contracts. There's no anything. So – you know, I think what we'll be doing with the players probably next week, uh, going into 2023, some players, again, we, we, we've talked to some different people. Uh, you know, I, I think we'll be able to set up something that's a mutually beneficial partnership. We'll know exactly, hey, this money is going in their pocket, um, and uh, it's going to benefit them. So, again, just stay tuned for that. I'm saying all that just to say stay tuned. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Luke RJ says, you are in better shape than when you played baseball in college. Are you a big cardio guy now? Well, also, Luke RJ, the reason, you know, I, I won't go too far into this, but – you know, if you look at any studies, Luke RJ, uh, um, the the physical peak of men is not when they're 20 years old. It's not when you're 21. It's like it's in your mid or mid to later 20s. That's actually when you hit your physical peak, right? That's why, like that. That's that's why. That's that's why you know. You'll hear people say that like men age like a fine wine. Like a lot of men become more attractive as they get older. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think I was really at my physical peak. And Luke RJ, I was, I was eating like absolute shit and just had no diet whatsoever. And, um, you know, I, I you know, but, but when you're 20, right, my metabolism was crazy. And, you know, I was in good shape. But now I would say, you know, I'm much more mindful what I put into my body. And I'm working out consistently. And, yeah, I do cardio. I run every time I go to the gym. So, um, yeah. And, and my, my overall self-care has improved, right? Like, and that, that obviously helps. So, 
But no, in regards to physical shape, yes, I, I, I would say I'm in better physical shape. Now, am I in baseball shape? Absolutely not. There's a difference. Huge difference. But am I in better shape? Yes. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Jacob E. says the original thought of NIL was players could sell their autographs or that's how it was intended. Now it's pay for play. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, NIL is maybe a little bit different than what we all picture. Chase Youngblood asked, Chris, if you were played at New Ellington, that's a funny question, Chase, because I played middle school golf for Paul Knox Middle School. Shout out to Paul Knox in North Augusta. We had a golf tournament at New Ellington, and boy, you talk about a goat track, I mean. You talk about it. Dude, I, I, I'll never forget, there was a tee box that was literally in somebody's backyard. Literally in the backyard. Is it still open? Is New Ellington still open? That, God, what a track. What a goat track, dude. I mean, my goodness. My goodness. What a time. They closed, really. Well, that's like the least shocking news I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, when I think when COVID hit, a lot of these golf courses out here, they just they really struggle to get open or stay open, I should say. But anyways, man, I, I you know, back to the – I guess I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on it, but, you know, I, I just – I ramble. It's what I do. Um, the question somebody had earlier about, like, what do you want to say to the haters? And, again, man, I, I – I used to find myself getting in in spats on social media all the time, and it's because of again I was I was fueled by the I was fueled by the ego I was fueled by jealousy envy spite this chip on my shoulder really what I was fueled by is I wasn't where I wanted to be right because that was early on I was still working my nine to five in Charlotte. You know, again, and that chip on my shoulder came from really, you know, when I look back, I'm able to acknowledge and recognize this. That chip on my shoulder came from I was dissatisfied with, you know, I, I, I was not where I wanted to be in life, right? And so I would take it out on others, you know, when you have those spats and you're, you're going after the, the current media guys, right? It was, it was coming from, it was a reflection of my own insecurities and my own, disgruntled feelings about where I was at that moment in my life. You know, I didn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was reflecting that back on, that's what was coming out. Right. Let's turn to the phone lines here. Call from Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, brother? Dude, just hanging out, man. What's up? I have, I have a, a feeling that I'm about to bring up a very controversial topic that has been in the Carolina community for a while. Do you think we should drop Under Armour? I mean, I'd be down. I'd love Jordan, personally. But um, do I, I think I would we too. should? I think I mean, come out with, with, yeah, I, I think because I of the whole, the whole plank thing and I, I don't – it just it just. – I'm not even talking s- about that. I'm talking yeah. about their designs. Their designs are just horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from the, you know, obviously I, I love merch, right? I'm a big merch guy. I think from the merch side of things for fans, I mean, I think obviously the Nike stuff is just, for example, I think the Nike stuff's more elite than the Under Armour stuff. But there's some people that love Under Armour. I mean, I I, I don't like hate Under Armour, but, um, 
I'd have. Let me just say this. I mean, let's not forget I, about Adidas also. I mean, yeah, I'd have Adidas no out there. I'd have no problem if they wanted to go with a different direction. I, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so Adidas would be cool. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should be trendsetters and get like New Balance. We'll copy. Uh, I think it was Boston College that went New Balance. Just do something different. Yeah, Boston College went with New Balance, and the Humane Bears went with New Balance. You know, I tell you this. This is a hot take, but you know, you look back. Russell Athletic got the garnet right. They did. I, they really did, man. I I don't know. Maybe Russell yeah. wasn't all that bad. Well, I just figured I'd bring up that topic of, topic of conversation because in all the forums on Facebook that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. that seems to be a hot one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, again, I I uh, I'd be down. I'd be down to switch. I mean, I, I you know, I'd have no problem with. It. I would I would not shed a tear if we dropped Under Armour. I'll just put it that way. Same here. So, so, all right, man. I appreciate it. I just figured I'd throw that out there. Dude, yeah, I, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Yeah, Bye-bye. Thanks. Great stuff. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Would you? Would, are you ready to ditch Under Armour? Are you, are you, are you, just get them out of here. Get them out of here. What y'all think? Mm-mm-mm. Somebody said we should, Hunter said we should go Nike. Yeah, I mean Nike's the most popular, so it's it's going to be most likely that the college ball playoff teams are Nike, right? That's yeah. So Lance Player wants Jordan. I mean, I'd love Jordan. I'd love Jordan. I absolutely would. So, but anyways, guys. So what I was saying when he called in, just again, I've 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 been on the side of like I mentioned earlier. I've been part of I've been a part of the madness and the spats and the craziness. And I sometimes get on Twitter and I and I see it going down, man. And I I see the the back and forth between people. And man, I I just I guess what's changed again is I've learned a lot more about myself and I've learned a lot more about people and the way we why we act the way we do. And the fact that when people are throwing shade and they're throwing hate, when people are trolling on social media and, you know, I've, I've really learned to feel bad for those people and to pray for those people because no happy person, I I mean, guys, I'm just going to say it. No happy person is going on a social media and saying some of the deranged shit you see some people on Twitter say, I'm not even talking about Gamecocks. I'm just talking about in general, we see it all the time. No happy person in life is going on to social media and saying some of the just twisted, cruel things to other people, to other human beings that we see on social media. So pray for those people. You know, think about, man, how dark of a place do you have to be in to wish some of the things that people wish upon others? You know, how... how how dissatisfied with your own life do you have to be, you know, to, to wish some of those things or to say those things to people? And so now, again, I, I, I really am fueled by perspective and gratitude and love and joy and, and being fulfilled, and it's something I work on on a daily basis also. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just of the attitude now, guys. I mean, you, you don't see me getting a whole lot of spats on social media. It's it's very rare. I do my best not to entertain it. Again, that's something I work on and I'm mindful of on a daily basis because I just want to make great content, and I want to entertain constructive banter 
And that's what my audience wants. And at the end of the day, I'm focused on my audience. My audience doesn't give a damn about me going back and forth with some Joe Blow, whatever, on social media. My audience doesn't even care about me going back and forth with, like, if it was a media guy. Like, they don't care. That's not why people follow TSUS. They don't follow TSUS for the drama or any any spats. They follow TSUS for value. And so that's what I focus on pushing. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I that's what it's all about. You know, I think it's a misuse of energy, time, efforts it's it's to to do that you know what i mean it's it's just it's it's a and so again i I see certain people on social media especially in the gamecock space there's a lot of ego there's a lot of ego from some folks and you know it's just i'm telling you it gets a lot better it's a lot more fulfilling when you drop that when you work on dropping the ego and, and and releasing that and um focusing on what really matters i'll put it that way Guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into another break. On the other side, though, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, let me say thank you so much for each and every single one of you tuning in. Uh, I, I will say this. I see the numbers in regards to the amount of folks we have tuned in, all that good stuff, and, and the numbers continue to be great, even though we're past the regular season. And, you know, it's it's been – I would say, you know, it's it's not a – I don't know if slow is the right way to put it, but things slow down a little bit, right, naturally. And, uh, you know, we're just five days away from Christmas and all that good stuff. And you guys, though, continue to tune to the show. And I just – I can't say thank you enough, man. It's truly a blessing. and I'm truly grateful for it. And, uh, you know, excited to go into 2023 and do even bigger and better. And you guys know one of my favorite things is, you know, the the the, the New Year's Eve holiday has evolved for me, right? In the sense of, you know, when you're when you're younger and or whatever, when you're in a different stage of life, New Year's Eve is about, you know, going out, raging, partying, whatever, ringing in the New Year that way. Now, for me, I, I just, you know, I'll, I'll be coming back from um, from Jacksonville that morning. And I will really take time on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to sit down, reflect, you know, look back at the goals I wrote at the beginning of the year and, and uh, you know, reflect on things we did well and things that I liked and, and the growth that occurred in 2022 and, and just everything that took place, right? And also take time to forecast and look ahead and goal set. And uh, it's a really cool thing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that will take place, of course, after the bowl game. We'll, we'll worry about that once the bowl game's over. But New Year's Eve has become a really special time for me because, again, I, I, I stay present moment. I, I don't spend time dwelling on anything. And I also don't spend time looking too, too far ahead, right? Like, I set my calendar. Like, I have my plans, if you will. But but I, I really try to stay as present moment as possible. And New Year's Eve serves as a time for me to really take a moment to take a step back you know, look at everything we accomplished, look at everything that occurred, look at all the growth that took place. And also, like I mentioned, forecast and set goals for the upcoming year. And um, it's a really cool thing. It, it's a really cool thing. And, you know, we, we, we achieved a lot of our goals this year and, and I'm extremely blessed for that. And I'm extremely grateful to each and every single one of you for helping us uh, make that happen. So anyways, Travis Allen, Chris, who would be the recruit that you're most, you're the most interested in this cycle of December? Um, well, I guess you say that because Nick Harbor's not going to commit. So, uh, at least right now. Um, I mean, the most interesting, 
I would say is Puff Howard. I think he, I think he's the most interesting just in the sense of because he's a big personality on social media for us and he's very active. Um, <clears throat> but you look at the class, I mean, all in all, guys, I think, I think you got to like the class right now. I mean, we're sitting at 17th. I mean, if you finish top 20 in recruiting, you pulled in a pretty damn good class, right? Like you pulled in a pretty damn good class. So, you know, you need to hold on to a guy like a Vakari Swain. Um, you know, if you can get Big Tree back, obviously, if you can get Nick Harbor, that that would be <clears throat> a massive boost, right? A massive boost to, um, to your, you know, to your team, to your program, everything else. So, yeah. Let's see. Trevor Smith, appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, the merch in Palmetto Moon. Really, really cool stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. They 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 gave me a a status report and yeah, I just said that the the sales have been incredible. And uh yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys again, the love and support there. And it's just really cool, man. It, it's it's I mean, I <laughs> I stop and I think about it and I just think about the the positive momentum we've built and the point that we're at, right? I mean, it's it's like when you really take a moment to think about it, it's 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 incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from Jaden. Jaden, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good, Chris. How you doing? So I'm doing fantastic. I was thinking. So one thing, one thing I feel like that the transfer portal has kind of not not really ruined, but just changed that people are talking about less than stuff like pay to play or stuff like that is. I feel like if you if you watch the Clemson game and the Notre Dame game that's coming up, it's going to look like almost two completely different teams with the different like formations plays will be running with the new OC, but also all the players that are going. It's like almost a whole different offense. And also, a uh, secondary question is, do you think next year we have a chance of, like, is it going to be a similar kind of year, like an eight and four, or is there a chance next year that we elevate to the next level? Mm -hmm. I, I would say to your first point regarding the bowl games, I mean, that's, that's certainly a factor, right? And I mean, a lot of that, yeah, transfer portal plays a big part, but also the draft plays a big part. You know, Cam Smith, Darius Rush, they're both making, you know, business decisions. And, and I will say this, just to give people – the other perspective, right? Because I know like we saw the video of Spencer Rattler and, you know, he should be applauded. He really should for playing in the bowl game. But I was able to talk to yeah. someone close to the Darius Rush situation. And let me, let me, let me just, let me just paint this picture for you. Okay. Darius Rush is a guy right. was not crazy, highly recruited, right? He was a three-star wide receiver, actually flip positions. I mean, I, oh. I never thought he'd really be much of a contributor on defense. And so he, he battles, fights adversity, goes from being kind of a no-name guy to a starter, to a legit contributor, right? I mean, you could argue he was better than Cam Smith this year. That's no knock on Cam Smith. That's just how good Darius Rush was for Carolina this past season. So he's worked yeah, his way you. to get to the point where he, he is even talked about being drafted. He's a legitimate dude that's going to play at the next level. Talking to someone close to his situation, He's going to some NFL camp, something, tryout thing, whatever. He's going to some workout, whatever it is. It is two days after the Gamecocks bowl game. And they told him, you have to be 110% healthy. 
you have to. Now, I don't know exactly what would happen if he wasn't, but they made it clear apparently to him, you've got to be healthy. So on one hand, you have the the quote-unquote loyalty aspect of do I risk it all to play in this game, this bowl game? Or do I take care of myself? And from what I've been told, by the way, Darius Rush wanted to play in the bowl game. His entire team around him of people advised him not to do so. And I understand why. I see the business side. Because how would you feel if Darius Rush went out there? And and you don't want to believe he'd get hurt, but what if he did? It's football. Like, you can get one play, can change it all. So, I get why he's not playing. Like, I I get why a guy like that, I get why guys make business decisions. I mean, we'd love to see him out there. I'd love to, he'd love to play. Again, for everybody I talked to, he'd love to play. But are you really going to put all that work, years of work, you've worked your entire life to get to this point. Are you going to put that all on the line for the Gator Bowl? You know, and I, and I don't mean to say that to demean yeah. the bowl game, but realistically, right? You know, blame the NFL to some degree. It's such a cutthroat business. I mean, there's no leeway. It's not like Darius Rush is the number one overall pick or he's a sure first rounder. Like, you know, so yeah. anyways, t- to your point, though, yeah, the bowl game is going to look a bit different. I mean, I, I look at it more so if you want to look at it from the bright side, the positive side, it's a great opportunity for young guys to make an impact to, you know, be this, announce themselves as the stars of tomorrow, if you will, like a guy like Anthony Rhodes. He's going to play in the bowl game. He has a big bowl game. That could, yeah. that could, that could catapult him into a big 2023, right, where, where Cam Smith and Darius Rush mm-hmm. do not play. Now two guys at the corners have an opportunity to step up and make their, um, you know, make their name. In regards to the second part of your question, you know, Way too early outlook. I, I mean, I'd say eight and four, nine and three would be a great year. Uh, again, I mean, the schedule's still going to be tough. It's still the SEC. You, you know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I, I think eight and four, nine and three would be a great year. I, again, I have not done way too early predictions. I, you know, if you bring back Rattler and Wells, could the Gamecocks be that sneaky, you know, contender? Could they give Georgia fits? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm not ruling that out. But right now, if you're putting me on the spot, you know, I think in year three, nine and three would be an incredible season. And it would continue to build the program and it would get you closer and closer and closer to, you know, where you're trying to go. Now, obviously, what you want to avoid, you don't want to go six and six in year three, right? Like you'd like to continue to build on what you've been doing. You know, you get Clemson at home, right? You you, you do have to go to Knoxville, but there's some games that work out in your favor. You know, you have Mississippi State at home. Um, you know, the, the front half of the schedule is brutal. It's daunting. You open up with North Carolina, which I think will be a, a huge tone setter for the year. But again, if you can go eight and four, nine and three, I think that's a great season. I don't expect this team to go 11 and one, but hey, again, expect the unexpected yeah. when it comes to Gamecocks football. So, um, yeah. Well, and again, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk that first week of January into the second week, way too early predictions and really take a look at the schedule and which is always a fun time. So. One thing, one thing I do love about Darius Rush is you love a guy like Rattler or Wells that's been here for one or two years. But I mean, Darius, he is a gamecock. I mean, he's been here for five years. Is that correct? Darius has been here a while. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but I mean, since twenty twenty at minimum, twenty nineteen. I I forget when he was signed, but maybe it was eighteen or never transferred. Yeah. Wasn't always on the top of the depth chart, never transferred through and through. It was just a game card. That's one thing. Same, similar to a Doty situation where yeah. Doty could definitely go and play somewhere else if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be a game card, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, and, and it, 
in a day and age where, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're going to celebrate the portal and NIL and guys can do this and do that. It's awesome whether there, there are guys like a Darius Rush that they commit and they stay and they fight and they battle and then it pays off for them. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome to see, you know, and it should definitely be highlighted to your point. Especially, especially with Doty. I think with McCall leaving Coastal, I think Doty can very possibly go and start at Coastal Carolina right now if he wants yeah. to. But he's just the game card, which is great. Yeah. And yeah, on your point with the, being six and six year one, eight and four, and then if we went back to six and six last year, that would be that would put some people on the, not necessarily Beamer, but that would put some people on the hot seat, and that would that would just be rough. But all right, yeah. Chris. Uh, hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, to his point, I mean, I would say this: if you, if you went six and six in year three, would it would it? You know, the 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 argument, you know, like a Mark Ryan, he will he will argue that. You just, you know, you, you, you know, you know what I mean? If, if year three is the indicator, right? Year three is the indicator. And if, if that, that's the telltale sign, the numbers tell you, right, you need to make progress in year three to show that you're the guy, blah, 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 blah. I get that. And I understand that. I understand that. And the numbers are what the numbers are. That's not an opinion. That's just a going off the numbers. I mean, I would say, though, like Arkansas, do we think Sam Pittman's a dud now? Like Arkansas was the hot shit coming into this year. Year three of Pittman seems like it kind of fell apart for whatever reason. So, you know, I, I just it's it's not a foolproof system, but you know, you you I mean, listen, the pressure, the pressure is gonna be on to win next year just like it was this year, especially with the way you finish. Right? The pressure will be on to win. It, the pressure's never not on to win. So, I mean, I, guys, we'll never we're never gonna come into a year that we're gonna say, well. You know, it's not that big of a deal if we don't win a lot. You know, it's not good. Whatever. It's kind of a wash year. Nobody does that. Craig Phillips says, do schools start giving players a bonus if they play in the bowl game to get in the play? Craig, I don't think the schools would do that. I think the bowl games have to do that. I, I think the bowl games need to do that. If they, if they want guys to – if they want guys to play in the bowl game, then they need to come out of pocket, you know? But, I mean, again, dude, it's it's just tough when you're – because if you're hitting the portal, you're ready to go. If you're making a business decision for the NFL, you're making a business decision, you know. I mean, I, I you know, I hate to say it. I don't think bowl games are meaningless at all. They're not. They're not, right? Look at last year for the Gamecocks one of the Mayo Bowl. They're not meaningless. They're not. But when it comes down to an individual player – that Gator Bowl don't mean jack shit compared to their NFL career. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't, guys. And I know you would agree. If you think about it selfishly, if you if you put your fan desire aside, I know you'd probably agree with what I'm saying. I mean, even if they were to give them money, that $1,000 they could give a player, it pales in comparison what they're what they have on the line in the NFL. It, it just does. The, the only way, the only way that more guys are going to start playing in bowl games if it, is if the NFL said, well, we're going to hold it against you if you don't play in your bowl game. Well, then guys would start playing, but the NFL's not going to do that. They, they don't care. They don't care. They don't, we know that. They don't care. 
Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday. I'm feeling very zinned today. John, this is coffee. This is coffee, John. Coffee. I really want to start trying like some teas, you know, like a like a like a herbal, like just a hot tea. I don't know. It is coffee though. Um, I've actually switched coffees lately too. Not not like lately, but like over the last like month or two, I've switched to. Uh, let's see, what is it called? Let me, let me make sure I'm telling you guys the right name. This is no free ads, but it's Death Wish Coffee. <laughs> Death Wish Coffee, which is supposed to be like the strongest coffee. It's uh, really good. Really good. All right, let's turn to the phone lines. Call from. My name's Mark Wisher. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. What's going on? I have a um, question. You know when Carolina played Clemson and y'all beat Clemson, if we would have had that, um, backup quarterback, y'all wouldn't have won. Well, you know, that might be a fair point. If my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. But we, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about hypotheticals, my friend. I, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with if ands and maybes. I deal with absolutes. I, I deal with absolutes, my friend. No if ands or maybes. So, all right, that's cool. I appreciate the call, though. All right. Yeah, man. Take care. What a call. <laughs> Y'all ever seen that TikTok? I don't deal with if, ands, and maybes. I deal with absolutes. <clears throat> Cade Klubnik. God. I, I just, I love that. I love that. I love that. They've just been un unraveling at the seams <laughs> since the game. <clears throat> They've been unraveling at the seams. Mm -mm. Anyways. Anyways. That call, maybe, and it's funny, guys. By the way, very underrated movie. The Love Guru with Mike, Michael Myers. Very underrated. That reminds me of the part, though, and when, when he called and I just was listening to him say that, and it's the cringe that overtook my body. Um, the, the cringe that overtook it reminded me of the part in The Love Guru when uh, I forget what his assistant's – not Rajneesh, his other assistant, when they're doing, like, their secret handshake, break the pickle, tickle, tickle, and his, his, his assistant's over there, he's like, he's like <coughs> stop it. <laughs> That's how I felt. I just want to be like, stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Travis Allen says, if a bullfrog had wings, he never scratches nuts when he hops. I, Travis, I've never heard that before, my guy. You country as hell. Travis, you, you must be country as hell. If you're hooking up with two men who live, or they're, what, what do I want to say? If you're hooking up with two men who are neighbors and one's married, you country as hell. Right, it's funny. I don't spend a lot of time scrolling TikTok, right? Like, I'm, I'm not someone who's on TikTok for like an hour or two at a time scrolling. But I'll post content on TikTok. And, like, when I go to post content on TikTok, I'll scroll for like five minutes. It's addictive, right? 
But like, I will remember these sounds. I'm like a walking TikTok sound generator. And that's one of them. There's a guy on TikTok that he just gives these hypothetical situations and he ends it with, you country as hell. So, yeah. If you live in East Tennessee, you country as hell. That's a fact. All right, let's jump to the phone. Line. From to accept press. What's going on, man? How are you? Clemson, uh, what happened? Uh, I love it. <laughs> That's the call we needed Monday after the game, though. Where was that at? We needed the Monday after the game. I love that. That's incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Clemson, uh, dude, I, I will say, and I, I, I was – I'm a little disappointed in you all. No, I'm not really, but I was surprised I didn't get more feedback after the Monday podcast after the Clemson game because, dude, I just – I went ham. Like, half the show was me doing that. Clemson, oh, what happened? Oh. Like, half the show was me doing that. <laughs> that that was one of the – that was one of the more legendary podcasts. I, it really was. It really, really was. That was one of the more legendary podcasts of all time that, that we've ever, ever dropped. So, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. Clemson, uh, what happened? Uh, uh, yeah, whenever, uh, whenever Big Tree recommits, we're just going to, Maryland, uh, what happened? Uh, who, who's the head coach again? What's his? Oh, Mike Loxley. Uh, Mike Loxley. What happened? Uh, <laughs> I, I know Dalton will free. Our, our guy Dalton, the Vol hater in the Big Cock Club Discord. He he hates Tennessee more than anybody. I think he hates Mike Loxley from Maryland damn near as much. Like he, it's like Tennessee, and then just right below is Mike Loxley. It's right below, right below. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, good times, good times, folks, good times. Really good times. Yeah. I love it. Mike Loxley. <laughs> oh, shit. Hilarious. Here we go. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from. Kyle from East Tennessee. Oh. God. To accept, press one. To send. Dale, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hi, this is Dale. Can you hear me, Chris? I, I can hear you loud and clear. Fire away, Dale. I'm sure you got a lot on your mind today. Yeah, I don't know. Did you hear the news yesterday? I did. It sounds like you uh, you you you're kind of left out in the cold, my friend. If I understand it correctly. Dale got a Dale yesterday. What are you talking about? Oh, that is. Oh, right. I'm, see, I'm getting you and Keith and Martin. I'm getting everybody confused, my man. I'm getting everybody confused. I'm, I apologize. I, I can't even. I can't even keep up no more. No, no, no. We all went to middle school together, but Keith's my neighbor. I think she said that yesterday too. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I think you were. You just getting confused. It's yeah, understandable. Right. I understand. <laughs> I, I yeah, do hear y'all are neighbors. I, yeah, it sounds like y'all got a. Y'all got a, uh, it, it, I don't know, it's an interesting situation over there. 
Well, he, he lives two doors down. It, it, it's, you know, we, we've lived in the same place for about 15 years. It's, you know, he grew up over there and I grew up over here. We, we waved to one another and do about our thing. And, you know, along came my, my peanut to my butter and there was Rebecca one day. She came in between us, but you know, so I guess she'd be the P to my, wait, let's see, my peanut, no, the peanut to my butter and Keith's jelly, I guess. I, I, hell, I don't know, but you know, I just want to say thank you for giving me a voice. You know, mm-hmm. on this podcast, I really do think it, it, it opened the door to this beautiful relationship. And don't say anything, but I did get a computer out of it. So, you know, I, it, it was pretty, it's pretty good, pretty good living. Uh, I was going to call you earlier, but I ran out of minute from my Virgin Mobile. So I apologize. I was going to call a little earlier. Had to go up to 7 and get me some new minutes. Uh, but I just want to say thank you. And, um, I don't know what all you know, but, you know, she came over yesterday, gave me Christmas present. It was all great and all. Dale got a Dale, and she got my heart, you know? So, I mean, we went in. Um, she stayed all pretty much all night, but we, uh, we, we talked about her past and her future, and if I could finish that foot scrapbook or not, you know, that was on the table or not, and she's still open to it. She didn't shut the, the book completely, but so I, I, that, that's good. But uh, we stayed up, ate Hot Pockets, and played Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation 2. And we had a good night. I mean, it was a good night first, good night. It was a good night for the first night together, back together. He came by, brought, brought over the controller. He left it at his house. But, uh, but yeah, just want, why are these people laughing in the comments? I, 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 don't, I don't know, Dale. I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you say to the? I, apparently, your new nickname is Big Dick Dale. I don't know. I, are you a? Maybe we got to send you an honorary Big Cock Club membership because that that's a hell of a nickname. Well, that's funny you say that. See, I got a I got a little tattoo on my lower backside, and that's what it says to us. D D it's triple D. It's B D D for Big Dick Dale, and uh, that's what it stands for. You know, for for better or for worse, but. But yeah, I don't know why all these people's laughing because I mean it's all shits and giggles till somebody giggles and shit, you know. Indeed, indeed, that is a good point. All right, yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I gotta get back to building Rebecca's rooster cage. Uh, oh, it was set up over there. It was set up at Keith's. I gotta go take it down and bring it over here to my yard. So, um, so yeah, buddy. But thank you. Maybe I'll holler at you again sometime. Dale, I appreciate it, and uh, do us a favor and take care of Rebecca. You're you're our fa- hey, you're yes. our favorite. Just so you know, you're our favorite. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, Dale. Great stuff. Dale from East Tennessee. That's there. You go. We got the update on the saga. My God. My God. <laughs> on that note, let's jump into one final break. Uh, on the other side, guys, I want to hear from you. Your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final six minutes or so here on TDC, which a comment that made me audibly laugh out loud over the break. The Daily Crow, but the Dale Lee Crow. I love that. 
I love that. Uh, Austin says, I bet they're eating frog legs and neck bones tonight. Austin, you country as hell. <laughs> frog legs and neck bones. Jeff Gullard, they probably eat possums and raccoons. <laughs> Oh, my God, bro. Come on now. Oh, buddy. Oh. Oh, Jesus. God. Oh, man. It's hard to hold it together sometimes. It's hard to hold it together sometimes, guys. Tyler Knowles says, now ne hey, now, neck bones and rice. Who? Neck bone. I, Tyler, I've never heard. I've never had neck bones. But I will say, if you eat neck bones, you country as hell, though. If, if you eat neck bones... You don't say boo. You say boo. That's you. You say boo. That's how I know you country as hell. You say boo. You don't say boo. You say boo. Austin Gregory says raccoon ankles. <laughs> what? Come on. He says raccoon ankles hit different in East Tennessee. Raccoon ankles, my guy? That's got to be made up. Ain't nobody out here eating raccoon ankles. Ain't nobody out here doing that. What are neck bones? What are neck bones? Who is out here eating neck Where do I go to get a neck bone? Who? Who's eating neck bones out here? Wh who are you people? Where? Where am I getting a neck bone? I ain't never heard of such a thing. I've never even heard of neck bone. I've heard of frog legs and other shit. I've never heard of no neck bone. I can tell you that right now. Sorry, folks. I don't eat neck bone. I have running water and electricity. I, I don't. I don't eat neck bones. I don't eat raccoon ankles. I don't eat. I don't eat whatever the hell else goes with whatever y'all talking about. <laughs> Travis Allen says, "Man said he had to run a little cricket to get minutes and pickle pig feet." What, like, what are neck bones, bro? Am I like? <laughs> I ain't trying to hate on nobody, but I just, I ain't never heard of it. I never heard of such a thing. I ain't never heard of such a thing. I've heard of chicken liver. That's, that's different. I've heard of chicken liver. I, I've heard of chicken liver. Austin Gregory says, can we petition, can we petition to cook a gator at the TSUS tailgate for the Florida game? I'll provide the meat. Why not? Let's do it. I'd love that. I'd love that. I still am just on this neck bone thing. I, I need to know. Somebody said, go to Sumter. Get you a neck bone out there in Sumter. I want to ask Matt Price about that one. Soul food style pork neck bone. Good God. Pork neck bones. Okay. Apparently, that's a thing. 
I ain't never even heard of no neck bone. Like I said, I got running water and electricity. I ain't, I ain't eating no neck bones or no pig's feet or no raccoon ankle or no, like, what the hell, my guy? What are we talking about? <laughs> no, nah, pig's feet are good. I'm, I'm joking. Pickled pig's feet. Golly, like, what in the world? Conway, okay, Conway, I, I just, okay, I mean, maybe I'm the uncultured one, I, I don't know, I, maybe I'm uncultured, maybe I'm a raccoon ankle, that can't be a, that, now that can't be a real thing, save the neck for me, Clark, raccoon ankle can't be a real thing, it can't, it can't, I, I, I refuse to believe that, I don't know. I don't think you can eat raccoon ankle, by the way. Just I just Googled it. I don't think you can. On that note, on that note, guys, we're going to go ahead and close it up. We've hit 2 o'clock or just about to. Again, appreciate you all tuning in, guys. A hey, big content update in case you forgot. No podcast tomorrow. TDC will air as normal. The podcast has been moved to Thursday just so that we're able to give a full breakdown of signing day, all the commitments, everything that happened, all the flips that are probably coming. Um, so podcast will drop Thursday, and then again on Friday as well as we do our Dear Santa or Gamecock Christmas wish list episode that I know you guys are certainly looking forward to. So again, guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.